If you feel like you're struggling and you are unclear about what God is calling you to do, I feel like in P2P is where that transformation starts to happen. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. We are a community of purpose chasers, and we believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's all about the condition of well-being. It's not so much about just money and material possessions as the world would have you believe. And so each and every week, we seek to unpack what that really looks like by using our six pillars of wealth. If you want to know more about those, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. PatriceWashington.com forward slash start here. You get access to a free audio training that breaks down the six pillars of wealth. And it even has a mini assessment so that you can figure out what pillar you need to start with in order to start to improve your finances from the inside out. Before we jump into this week's episode, it's brought to you by Created for Purpose. It's my free five-day challenge that is all about helping you get unstuck around how your gift and the marketplace are supposed to come together purposefully. If you know anything about me, you know that my career was built in a time like this, and I fumbled my way through this online game so you wouldn't have to. So instead of you YouTubing and Googling and piecemealing all the things together, I'm going to teach you in that five-day live challenge how to prevail online and thrive even in turbulent times. To sign up, head to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Again, that's patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. We begin on December 7th and I want you to be there because I believe you were created for purpose, with purpose, on purpose. So let's do this. We're back with the final episode in this little series for National Entrepreneurship Day, which we have turned into National Entrepreneurship Week because we wanted to highlight the incredible women from my Purpose to Platform community and their stories. And this story, whoo, child, Dr. Vernell's story is incredible. And it is such a testament to really paying to purpose. That's the title of her book, which I'll share with you in just a second. But so many of the stories of the women in Purpose to Platform come from a painful place. Dr. Vernell is no different. And the way she's been able to completely take that, harness that pain and turn it into something powerful and purposeful has just been incredible, incredible to watch. And man, I can't wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, let me just jump in. Dr. Vernell Deland is a passionate, purpose-driven woman of God who understands and has firsthand knowledge of what it means to feel the weight of being a single mother after experiencing an unwanted and unexpected divorce and the added pressure of having more than $1.1 million of debt with zero assets and negative net worth. Dr. Vernell is now a published author of From Pain to Purpose. She's also been published in several academic journals, and she's a sought-after speaker, writer, and clarity coach. 
In her book, From Pain to Purpose, which she published during Purpose to Platform, Dr. Vernell shares her story of transformation, self-discovery, self-realization, resiliency, and discovering her God-led purpose as she battled once with emotional turmoil, limiting beliefs, and financial difficulties. But in the end, today she has an abundance of joy. From Pain to Purpose is about revelation, reclamation, and how God used her painful divorce to propel her towards becoming her best version. Without further ado, here is Dr. Vernell. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Vernell. Thank you so much, Patrice. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm already. (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? Oh, maybe I should I should dial it down. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I already know like how much like you said you try to hide out and you don't like to be seen. Uh-huh. And so I think it's so funny to go from I don't like to be seen, I like to stay in the background to Always. you being one of five women that get highlighted from purpose to platform. Like how did how did you get here? When you came in with, no, I don't turn my camera on. I don't like to be seen. I don't go live. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. How you get here? So first of all, I think it's really ironic. So a friend of mine who I actually told her about you, and I said, hey, this is this amazing woman that I saw this reel on, and I think you should follow her. Well, she's been following you faithfully. Whereas for me, I've been doing it more so in stealth mode, looking at little excerpts here and there on Instagram. And she's the one who really encouraged me to take a look at your five-day challenge. But before that, there was this master mentor session that you did with Candace L. Davis. And she knew that I was writing my book and I talked to her about needing a copy editor. And so she said, hey, take a look at this. And I said, okay. So after listening to Candace speak, I said, okay, I think I found my copy editor. And what's so funny, I think probably a week later, she sent me your five-day challenge and was trying to encourage me to listen to it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Okay, I'll listen to Patrice. And it was really amazing. I listened to your five-day challenge in one day. And I knew that you were the manifestation of something that I prayed for to God because I said, Lord, if you were calling me to write this book, I need two things. I need some talking points and I need a marketing strategy. And so when you were speaking to taking your purpose, this thing that God has called you to do to a platform and monetizing it, I felt like, okay, Lord, she's it. And without hesitation, I enrolled into P2P. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I didn't realize that. I thought you hadn't heard of me ever and that Dr. Ann told you. No, I found first. (laughs) Oh, see, that's why I like asking, you know? Yeah. I found you first. Um, In fact, you were doing this interview with this woman and you were talking about really compelling story when you were talking about how you lost everything. And then you also shared, uh, this is what really got me, you also shared how your husband surprised you one day and had all these photos up of you um, throughout the house and you really didn't like the way that you looked and you were really upset by that. And then you talked a little bit about the finances. And so then I said, hey, watch this video. And again, she has been following you faithfully for the last year. And a lot of conversations that we've had, she said, you know, Patrice Washington said, Patrice Washington said, and I'm like, oh, did she? (laughs) And so that's how we just started down this venture of, 
you know, Patrice Washington and following you. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you already had the book in your spirit. And mm-hmm. so you already knew that you were moving forward with the book. But what did you feel like you were missing? I was missing a lot. First of all, I was missing the courage to write the book, to really put myself out there. I really suffered a lot from low confidence. I had like, my confidence was really shattered after uh, my ex-husband left the marriage unexpectedly. And I think when someone who you dedicated yourself to decides to leave one day and he cheats on you during the marriage and the person that he cheats on you with decides to move in with the person and then takes them on all these extravagant trips and then buys them a home while you're living in an apartment with two small kids. I mean, it will shatter your confidence. Ooh, wait, um, right now, is this all in the book? We need the book. What is the book yeah. called? <laughs> the book is called From Pain to Purpose. It's absolutely in the book. I mean, I was at such a low point in my life and I was at a broken state And interestingly enough, I grew up in the church, but I really didn't know God. I knew about God and I knew that God would answer prayers, but I hadn't prayed in over 20 years. So I started making choices in my life after I made declarations about this man. And I was like, oh, my God, I met the man that I'm going to marry and for everything to fall apart. So one of the reasons why I started hiding was not just because of my low confidence at that point, but I wanted to be behind this curtain where I could be protected and no one could ever hurt me again. Um, And so then I just got so accustomed to hiding. And I know I've said this before to some friends of mine that I started likening myself to the woman behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz because no one can hurt you there. You cannot fail again, right? But I think when you literally or metaphorically live behind a curtain, others can experience the you that God has called you to be. Mm, That is so good. That is so true. So is your book and is your platform primarily for women who feel like they've been hiding behind the curtain or, or what is your stance now? No, it's not just for women who are hiding behind the curtain, but believe it or not, men are also at a point where they're hiding. So when I posted, um, thanks to you, encouraging me to post something out there um, and asking people to hit me up in the DMs, what I did not expect was that 50% of the folks who hit me up were also men. And at first, when I saw the, you know, the DMs coming in, I was thinking, don't even try to hit on me, okay? <laughs> Not like that. But actually, uh, they were saying, thank you so much for being so brave and courageous. And by the way, that same thing happened to me. And oh, guess what? I'm trying to rebuild my life too. You know what? I'm out there trying to date as well. My wife left me. My wife cheated on me. And so I was getting all these stories and I actually started feeling overwhelmed. And at first I thought that maybe the services that I was going to offer would be for just women. But I feel like God really showed me that, no, it is for men and women. And it is to help men and women of faith gain insight on how to turn their pain into purpose to introduce them to a higher version of themselves and to help them to fully step into the person that God created them to be. That is so good. So what was your biggest fear around telling your story initially? Was it shame or was it embarrassment or like, what was the big thing? It was all of that. It was all of the above. So I felt like I was suffering under so much sadness at a a certain point in my life. I was ashamed. I took on all the blame. I felt like everything ended because of me. Like I wasn't pretty enough. I just wasn't good enough. 
I was embarrassed because I went around and I talked about how much I loved this person. I felt like we were really compatible, even though we had some areas where we weren't. And I think that they really knew how much I loved him. And so to admit to them, like, uh, the marriage is over and, oh, by the way, he left. I was so embarrassed to even share that and to put myself out there like that. And then, you know, I just didn't want people in my business. But I got a prophetic word back in 2011 where the person had told me that God was going to allow me to use my testimony um, and take it to a platform. What I didn't know at the time was that it could be this type of platform. I was thinking, Jesus, I'm not going on a stage like Joyce Myers uh, <laughs> and exposing myself. Um, but that was a prophetic word. And this is a manifestation of that. So, wow. yeah, I, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I was also embarrassed. I think I didn't want my kids to know. I didn't want my kids to look at their father in a certain way and to know that I was really, really hurt. And so there were all of these things that were playing around in my head as I was writing. And I was like, Lord, out of obedience, I'm doing this. And so I initially thought, this is getting back to you, Patrice. The Lord knew it. Oh, God, he knows everything. So I'm going to tell you what I was going to do. I was going to, "Mm mm-hmm, you want me to write this book? I'm going to write it. Guess what? I'm going to upload it on Amazon, and I'm not going to tell anybody (laughs) about this book. (laughs) I'm not. And, you know, if they want to buy it, they can buy it. When the Lord had other plans, no, you, um, yep, you're going to market this book. You're going to tell everybody about this book. And the book is not just about this. It is about my transformation, but it's really about how I came to know God on a deeper level for somebody who was introduced to him and really didn't know who he was. And it just felt like, okay, this is what my story is. It's about understanding like uh, how to hear God's voice. I didn't know anything about hearing God's Mm. voice. Really? What is that supposed to sound like? You want me to pray? What am I supposed to pray? And my best friend, um, her name is Deshauna. She is so great with praying. Now all these eloquent prayers. And then it felt like the angels were encamped around us when she would pray. And then she told me I needed to learn how to pray for myself. I was like, wait a minute, what? I can't pray like that. And she said, well, you know, prayer is just simply a conversation with God. And I said, well, well, why should I pray when you're doing it? And she said, because he loves you and he wants to hear from you. And I was like, what? And at that point, I just felt like I was so broken. And the fact that someone loves me, like, right, that God loves me and he wants to hear from me, um, even even though I married someone that I, I should not have married, he still wants to hear from me. And so I think my very first prayer was, God, help me. That's what I prayed. And I'm going to tell you right now, that was the best sleep that I got in so long because I was tormented in my mind every night. Mm. Like, I've done something different. What if I did this? Would he have stayed? And I remember I said something so crazy. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to say it. I remember um, saying to him, like, hey, if you need to get a hotel room somewhere else, just so you know, because I know you're working really hard. So this was me begging to not leave. Um, You can get a hotel room. Me and the kids will be fine. You can just come home, you know, um, you know, afterwards, later on. That sounds insane. But that's how desperate I was at that particular point in time. I felt like I was out of my mind. And so, yeah, so that's where I was embarrassed, ashamed, everything else. You know what I love about this though, Vernell, that you're such an accomplished woman and you are a a stunningly beautiful woman and 
you're just so poised and so graceful. And like you, like you're so many of these things that this is definitely a story that people would not know just by looking at you, which is why I think it's so important to tell it. Yes. I talk about in the book, two things that I was really good at pretending and hiding right? Mm. Pretending to be whoever you wanted me to be. And then hiding parts of myself because I really didn't feel like I was good enough. And so it didn't matter that I seemed accomplished. It didn't matter that, you know, people perceived me as being graceful and poised. I didn't feel any of those things. And I did not see myself that way. In fact, when people would give me a compliment, I would downplay it. And so it takes so much from me when someone compliments me to not say, oh yeah, that's okay. I just threw this on or, oh, I'm always like this. It's, it's so hard for me to not put myself down. So that's kind it's, of like- It's work. Yeah. I had to grow in that area too. I used to, I had to learn to let compliments land. Like mm-hmm. not feel that I had to offer a compliment because someone gave a compliment. You know how we do? Yeah. I like your shirt. No, I like your shirt too. Yeah. Like we, wanted, <laughs> we, we wouldn't even let it land, but that's definitely an area that I've worked on quite a bit, like just over the years. I completely identify with that. But now I understand though why you even identify with my story mm-hmm. of when Gerald put all the pictures up. Yeah. But that's the thing. Had I not told that story, mm-hmm. like that could be something that would have created a disconnect. Right. Right. And so as much as our heart is to help people and whatever we've been called to do, when we don't just tell the story, when we're hiding the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, any Mm -hmm. of the things, any of the painful things that come, we really are prevented, I feel like, or blocked from being able to fully walk in our purpose because we're creating a wedge between us and the very people we say we want to help. And Mm -hmm. that's why I tell the story. Yeah, that's amazing. I I just feel like I now believe that I have an obligation. I feel like as a believer to share my story because there's other people who are stuck in their pain. And it's so funny. I have girlfriends who, you know, they've been divorced for like 10, 15 years, some people five years. And when you hear them speak, you would think that their husband literally just left because they're so angry. They're still so hurt. And I totally get that. And so sometimes they'll ask me like, how, how are you not angry? How are you not saying anything negative about him? And I was like, cause I don't even think about him anymore. I'm like, God really transformed me. I've forgiven. Um, I've moved past a lot of that stuff and I have to just work on me and I don't have to down someone else to work on myself. And so I feel like if I can help pull somebody out of that mindset that they're in, introduce them to God the way that I was and say like, hey, it's going to take some work on your part, but God can certainly get you to that different point. And you could really see yourself beyond how you see yourself right now. Because I feel like Jesus took me through that. Like, you know, I'm saying, Lord, who am I? I'm believing this. These people have said this, you know, back when I was in college, they would say, oh, you're so loud. And everybody knows when you walk in the room, that wasn't a compliment. I was also told, you know, you're the woman without a heart, right? From the Wizard of Oz, all these things that are coming together. And the reason why I know they said that is because of the environment that I grew up. And Patrice, I also, little Inglewood area, South Central, went to Crenshaw High. Hey. (laughs) And um, so when you grow up around a lot of violence, it creates a hardness in you. And you don't always know how to engage with other people outside of that hardness. And so when I met this, this man 
who said the opposite of what other people said about me. That's where my confidence really came from. He called me poised. He, in fact, said that I was like a gazelle because I was so graceful. And the way that he described me, I just loved it, right? And so when he left, I feel like he took all of that with him Mm. and all of my confidence. And the Lord really helped me to build myself back up. And he said, you know what? Who told you that about yourself? I called you the apple of my eye. I called you my masterpiece. I thought of you before you were in your mother's womb. I'm the one who knit you together. How are you listening to what someone else says about you? So, yeah. Mm, That's so good. So you've been in this season of just transformation and rebuilding for several years then, right? It's been Mm -hmm. some time. So couple questions. The first one is, how do your children now feel about you sharing your story? You know, now they're much older and more mature. So I'm sure, you know, it's a little different. How do you, how do they perceive the book and what you're doing now? Um, It's so funny. I let my daughter, she's 15, she'll be 16. I let her read, I think the first two pages of the book. And she says, oh my God, I love how you describe yourself and daddy. She said, I didn't know you felt that way about daddy. I was just letting it all out, right? Really, it was about me reflecting on how he saw me and how I started to see myself in a certain way. And so my daughter's been following me on Instagram and she just loves all the stories. And she said, wow, mom, I didn't know you've been through that because I never said anything about it. I don't say anything negative about their father ever. She says, you know, I'm really happy that you're helping other people. And I showed her my website the other day and she says, oh, mommy, you're so pretty. And I was thinking, am I? Right, I mean, I still have to deal with that. Both her and my son have said that they love the fact that I am trying to help other people. And for me, you know, when I entered into P2P, it was really about being an author, right? Um, I never saw myself as being an entrepreneur. I was like, oh my God, if you call me an entrepreneur, I would shout you down and say, "Uh uh-uh, nope, not me. You got the wrong person. Because I really didn't see myself as being innovative enough. I didn't think that I had great ideas And I certainly didn't see myself as an empire builder, but now I see myself not only as an entrepreneur, but also as a legacy builder. I am building a legacy for my kids and they seem proud of me. And my daughter said, I really like at the end when you say you're not alone because there are people who are struggling with the same thing that I used to struggle with, but I no longer struggle with anymore. So, yeah. I love that. I think for a lot of people and parents in particular, sometimes that's a part of why we don't tell our story. We don't want the story to be weaponized, right? We don't want our children to feel bad or to learn some of these things because, you know, as our job as parents, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to have arrived and know all the things. And then to admit that even since they've been born, you did not have all the things. As a matter of fact, you were really lacking in areas, right? But I found from my own experience, too, that sharing my truth has been a blessing to Reagan, like that she is encouraged by it. She's only 13, but even the the angles that she does know, you mm-hmm. know, what what I may have perceived to be an embarrassment to her, she's like sharing with her friends, like, listen to my mom tell this story. It's like, that's a raggedy story. That's not like a great story. <laughs> but the bigger thing is, they're proud of who you've become. 
Like the, the reason that they can share proudly or be proud is because it's not that you're still there. They're just encouraged like, wow. And I feel like as a mom to display that for my daughter in particular, mm-hmm. that she can go through anything and overcome and get to the other side. I just feel like as a woman, as a mother, mm-hmm. that's what I, I don't want to sugarcoat it for her and act like life is rainbows and candy, candy canes. And then yeah. she get out here and be like, why she didn't tell me? <laughs> right. Um, I feel like that happened. That happened with me a lot. One of the things that I share in my book is that at the time when my ex-husband left, I had $1.1 million of debt, actually more than that. Everything was in my name, except for one car. Everything was in my name. And so just to even talk to them about financial stewardship and the mistakes that I made, it's embarrassing, right? To say that, you know, not only that everything was in your name, but when the IRS started chasing me, the comment that I got was, keep me posted on that. It was in my, yeah, let's kind of figure it out. And then when the IRS told me that, we owed more than $100,000 in back taxes. I was like, wait a minute, because when I was single, if I owed any money, it would be like $200. And then they started trying to garnish my check at work. And I'm a single mom living in this apartment with these two kids. And I was just devastated. And so to talk to my kids about managing money, using Dave Ramsey envelope system, everybody's doing it. We need to give a little, save a little, spend a little method. And then I always tell them, you don't see me using credit cards. And they said, well, I see you swiping. I said, that's a debit card. And I've allocated a certain amount of money to spend on these things. So just kind of talking about what that looks like. We don't do that. All my parents told me, which was great, was here's a checkbook. You balance the checkbook. Okay. (laughs) And that's what Mm -hmm. I did. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. yeah, For my kids to see that, that transformation happening, it is amazing. I love it. And yeah. So a lot of that work was absolutely thanks to the Lord, but also placing people in my life, I think like yourself, to give me the strategies that I need to be successful. And I feel like if I'm being very honest and P2P is where I rediscovered me, I'm more confident than I ever was before. I'm less afraid. I've learned to take the limits off myself you know, I put those on myself. I've embraced this notion that you coined sloppy progress and, you know, kind of forward motion. I stopped hiding as much. The fact that I'm posting daily on social media, I'm like, eh, that's a lot. <laughs> I've, I've um, seen you do video makeup tutorials. I said, oh, Bernal is out here. She's out here, out here. Yeah. yeah, just putting myself out there. And I feel like, you know, because of the P2P, I feel like I fully stepped into my God-given purpose. And before, right, I had one foot in and one foot out. I was like, "Mm, I'm kind of in purpose. (laughs) But now I recognize that I am fully in purpose and you've armed me with everything that I need to be successful. So I'm so appreciative of that. It's just been so good to watch your journey and watch it unfold. I really do get a kick out of seeing you do videos and go live and stuff. I'm like, look at Vernell, look at her. I'm telling you, it's so hard. If I, I'm surprised I haven't had an anxiety attack just for even putting my face out there. And someone that I went to high school with commented on the richness of my voice because I've always felt like, oh, I sound like a man. 
And so when he said that, like, so good to hear your voice. And it was a compliment. I, I had to go back and reread it because I was like, is he taking a stab at me or is he like, right? Sincere. Um, it was hard for me to accept that. Yeah. So. Well, I remember, too, the first time that you did a video on your Facebook and you were sharing about, look, I'm thinking about this book and the response that you got. I know. I was shocked. The response that you got, which is, and that was the thing. It was like, no, just like go, you know, the coaches and I, we just push and push. And I love how you guys are like, I'm not about to do that. I wasn't going to do it, Patrice. I'm just keeping it real. When you said that, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised I didn't break out in hives, first of all, because I was like, I don't do videos. I don't let people get inside and see me. Um, let alone what I'm thinking. And so that was that one minute plus video <laughs> was so hard. But what I did was, it's so funny. I sat down and I just recorded it one time. And then I said, okay, I'm just going to send it out. This is just what it is. And the funny thing is I tried to do it on Instagram because I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram. And so I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it over here. And I couldn't upload the video. And I feel like the Lord was saying, no, you're going to post it on Facebook is what you're going to do. And I was like, oh my God, Lord, they're going to be all up in my business. They're going to be asking me questions. And the response has just been great. And people have been asking me, hey, can I pre-order the book? And um, just all these interesting things. Again, my DM started to blow up. People asked me, hey, do you have time to talk? And I'm like, oh Lord, they want to talk about it. Ministry. Okay, I'm ready to do some ministry right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's been amazing. So what else besides the book? So we know that we have the book um, that has come out now. What else has manifested as a result of being in P2P? I almost feel like saying like book was the main reason why I entered into P2P and you know that. But I also feel like I've done so much. So the the big thing and the big news for me is that um, I will be launching my um, podcast. So it's going to be called Awaken to Purpose. It's going to come out December 1st. So I'm super excited about that. (laughs) And so I started a blog and my blog is called The Purpose Blog. And I have guest bloggers who can also submit and on topics of faith and relationship, identity and stewardship. I have free resources, a lot of free resources for people to take advantage of. I have my signature um, zigzag to purpose, which I'm really proud of. All these different steps that you go through because there's no straight line to purpose. Um, I love that. Yeah, I started my coaching program. So to encourage and do some breakthrough calls with some folks that might be struggling and they don't know how to turn their pain into purpose. I think that's mainly what I have so far. I feel like I had this whole list. Oh, yes. I also have a, um, a 30-day prayer challenge program where you just sign up and then I send you 30 days of prayers that talk about how to transform that pain into purpose. Oh, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So we'll add all the links to everything. But did you just say, I felt like I had this long list and that's it? <laughs> because that, <laughs> that, that was a long list. So you got your book done. So you mm-hmm. were thinking about completing a book when you came in, but you actually mm-hmm. completed the book, got it out, had pre-orders, launching a podcast, launching a course, 30-day prayer challenge, doing like coaching, like that's a lot because it's... See, Patrice, 
you mentioned the courses and I completely forgot to mention that. I do. I have, <laughs> I have two courses that I launched about becoming God's best version of you. And I'm in the process of developing three more courses on single and dating God's way, on single motherhood, right? And then on financial stewardship. So yes. So again, did you, did you try to play like that was like a few things? Cause Do you know it takes people two and three years to plan for a podcast? I think being in P2P, first of all, let me just say this. Your thinking will be accelerated. When you have a sisterhood of emerging entrepreneurs who are pushing you, encouraging you, holding you up, and pretty much saying like, when you're walking in purpose, you cannot fail, Right. And so then you start embracing that notion and you'll leave saying, I can do this, I can do this, I can do that. I'm not doing enough. And that's really where that's coming from. I'm feeling like, oh my God, that's just not enough. Like I have to put myself out there even more so. But yeah, it's just interesting and amazing. Like I said before, it was just about the book, the book, the book, the book. That's all it was going to be was the book. (laughs) Wow. And now there's so many other components. I love it. I love it. That's the beautiful part about Purpose the Platform too, is yes, the community and accountability and and folks are pushing each other towards purpose, but Mm -hmm. also just the way that it does expand Mm -hmm. what's possible. Mm -hmm. Like it just expands what's possible. So I think a lot of people come in with a one track mind. They're like, I'm going to come in and do this thing. And you've seen it. People will completely change. They'll be like, I thought I was going to do this thing, (laughs) but... I'm actually going to do this, this, and this. So I thought I was going to have one nugget and now there's an empire. You've shifted your your mind to just expand what's possible. I think one of the things that you always talk about is that there's clarity in the doing. And so the more that I felt like I was doing, the more clear I became on what God was calling me to do. So I think if you feel like you're struggling and you are unclear about what God is calling you to do, I feel like in P2P is where that transformation starts to happen. Some of the things, the tasks that you were giving us, the assignments that you gave us, all the modules, all the coaching, (laughs) just do it, just do it, just do it. And then the more I kept doing it, I was like, oh my God, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that. And the confidence that comes with it, right? Whereas before it was... I was apprehensive about stuff. I was terrified, just being honest, because again, my whole life has been behind this curtain or not my whole life, but after my marriage ended, I just went into hiding completely. And I think people were so surprised when I put that video out there because they're like, uh, she never does that. (laughs) She doesn't do that at all. And so the clarity really came for me when I started moving, when I started having conversations with people, even offline to say, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And just the encouragement that I've received and just, again, that little gentle push has been tremendous for me. Love it. So what would you say to someone who has maybe gone through a painful time in their lives, be it yesterday or 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. and they know that they've been called to turn that pain into purpose? What are the first steps you would tell them they should take? I would probably tell them to just um, just relax, right? Don't beat yourself up. I spent so much time beating myself up and blaming myself. And when I immersed myself 
into the word of God. Now, I must say this, Patrice, and very honestly, when my best friend told me to start reading my Bible, I was thinking, how are those stories going to help me? That was over 2000 years ago, but I was so desperate and I really did not want to just stay where I was. And so the foundation of it all is your relationship with God. Start seeking him out, stay in his presence, stay off the social media (laughs) because that will fuel whatever these negative thoughts and feelings that you have about yourself. And when I say I immerse myself, I practically bathe in, in the word. And what it looked like for me was I just stopped listening to the radio. I just put in, this is, this is dating me like a Joyce Meyer CD and for three years in the car every day, watching the word, listening to the word. And my kids were like, can we listen to something else? And I was like, no, we all like, we're going to all listen to Joyce right now. We're going to listen to Joel Osteen. And now they hear Pastor Mike, Pastor Darius Daniels. Um, and I was like, because that's going to fuel you and help you get beyond the pain that you're in. And so if you don't have a relationship with God, for me, that was like the first step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Reagan is could hang with your kids because I she's like, oh my gosh, Joe Osteen again. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Get it in your spirit. Joe will give you an encouraging <laughs> word when you need it, won't he? And just always smiling. <laughs> and a smile. I needed it. I feel like I have like an arsenal of like YouTube pastors that I go to. I need a word on this. Here it is. I need a word on that. I'm listening to this person. Um, And so that's what it looked like when I was bathing in the word. I was reading the word. I have a life application Bible because, you know, sometimes you read it and you're like, Lord, what does that really mean? Right. Bottom, you like read the text. Okay, this is what that scripture means. Um, That translation for me. And that was really um, helpful. And then surrounding yourself with people um, who are believers. That is so important. My best friend was like a lifeline for me. She was the very first person who ever prayed for me out loud. I know my mom would pray for me, but she would do it during her silent time with God. But I needed to have audible prayer, somebody that would give me prayers on demand. And that's exactly what she did. And I loved her relationship with God. It was so beautiful. And I wanted that. And so anytime where I start having doubts, she's the person I go to because she will give me a word from the Lord. And I'm very thankful for that. And I think you need a community of people like that around you. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, well, I'm so proud of you and just encouraged by your testimony and everything that I see you doing. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a few redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. So (laughs) you are going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. First one is how do you define success? Success is knowing the thing that God has called you to do. Amen. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Um, not in three words or less, but finding fulfillment in God. That's four. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's four. That just you're not following directions. I'm not, I'm not cooperating. Um, fulfillment in God. Boom. Fulfillment in God, but you still have to find it, right? But yeah, I like that. Thank you. Fulfillment in God. I'm just trying to help you stick to the yeah, rules. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I was about to go over the top and I was going to say, hey, when you (laughs) I was going to say like, hey, when you don't have to chase it. (laughs) okay, or or finding godly fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm just trying to help. 
That's why you do what you do. <laughs> just, we just trying to get to the three words. Okay. Um, what's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? The Money Makeover, Dave Ramsey. Love it. Okay. Fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is. Hi, my name is Dr. Vernell. And the truth to me about wealth is spiritual fulfillment. You, you got it. I feel like I'm doing the choppy choppy, but. I'm no, just- that's it. If that's okay. the truth, if that's your truth, girl, that's your truth. That is my truth. This is about <laughs> spiritual fulfillment. To me, that has made me feel so wealthy as a person. I don't feel like I need to have all these things. I don't need to go here. I don't need to go there because my spirit is full. So yeah. Amen. I, I completely understand and identify. Well, I'm so excited again. Thank you for sharing your journey mm-hmm. with anyone listening, anyone who's been through something painful, just to know that it wasn't for anything. Like there's something there's something that can come out of it. Um, I definitely, when I look back over my journey in the moment, I wasn't excited. <laughs> I wasn't enthused. I was like, God, what's going on? But when I look back over my life, I'm grateful for those moments that really where we had a decision. I could lay down and or, or crawl up in fetal position and do nothing with it. Or I can be like, you know, I got to take this and turn it into something or at least make the best of it that I can. And when I look back, I'm very grateful um, that I chose the latter because not just for myself, the people I've been able to impact because of that. And I just know and feel strongly that same goes for you, the impact that you're going to have on so many people because you're willing to tell your story and help them go from pain to purpose is going to be phenomenal. So thank you for choosing Purpose to Platform to be, you know, your launching pad, your sister girl group, and just a home base for you to do everything that you're doing. Thank you, Patrice, for having me today. And um, I just can't even find the words to express how grateful I am that my friend (laughs) made me look at the five-day challenge. And I do believe, again, that was from the Lord and really inspiring me to stop hiding. I know you've kind of been on me about that and I still kind of like slink to the background, but when I do that, I'm always paying attention. I'm always kind of thinking through some things very methodically. And so this program for me has been a true lifesaver. I'm so thankful. And I feel like if people want their confidence restored, if they want to transform if they want to stop hiding the gifts that God has placed on the inside of them, if they want to launch a business, a program, a product or anything, they want a sisterhood of women who, um, again, are kingdom minded and really focused. And then if they want to be able to monetize their purpose without chasing money, then they should absolutely enroll in P2P. Wow. They're going to think I told you to say that. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, I love the whole idea of like really the, the biggest thing and the takeaway. So I'm going to be so sad, you know, right? I've just not been in P2P like every single day. But I think the biggest thing is that you've given me um, a replicable um, framework, right? And a methodology that I can use to be successful at whatever I try to do. And I think if someone is looking for that, then absolutely they will get that in P2P guaranteed. 
Oh, thanks, Dr. Burnell. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. And, you know, I'm always cheering for you from the sidelines. Yes, please. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Patrice, for having me. Now, come on here. Come on. Does that sound like a woman who did not want to turn the camera on? When we first started the group, did not want to go live. Every little challenge or assignment I gave, when she did turn her camera on, she would give me the side eye. That doesn't sound like a woman who would do that, right? (laughs) She did it, but she also rose to the occasion. She also met every challenge. I want to say this loosely, but with a sense of obedience, like being more committed to the bigger picture than to her comfort zone. And That is what trusting the process really looks like. That's what it's all about. And just incredible, incredible, incredible soul. So encouraging. And to share this story, which I know is so difficult and to go as deeply into it as she does in the book, just a blessing. So I will say, not that it's just for divorced women or men at all, but definitely if you've been there, Even as someone who once contemplated it, I have no idea what it truly feels like to go through it. And just from having friends and clients and and coworkers and different folks in the past who have been through divorce, I really hope that you will consider picking up a copy of From Pain to Purpose, because if there's one nugget that can give you some peace and allow you to show yourself more grace and remind you of your identity. If there's anything in there, right, that can do that, that can teach you how to trust again or forgive yourself, forgive someone else who hurt you, overcome any level of brokenness and still remember that there is purpose for your life in the midst of all the pain. If it can do just one of those things, then wouldn't it be worth it? Right. Wouldn't it be worth it? So make sure you pick up a copy, all of Dr. Vernell's links to her programs, uh, to the podcast, to the book. They are all in the show notes. Please reach out, show her some love, connect with her because she's the bomb. (laughs) She's the bomb. Really honored to have her. And again, if you are interested in being in community and really being pushed, I feel like I call myself the chief purpose chaser, but I feel like I'm chief purpose pusher. Really to be pushed, to be stretched out of your comfort zone, then consider joining us for the next round of Purpose to Platform. The doors don't open until December. I just wanted to do this to celebrate these women and celebrate National Entrepreneurship Day here in the U.S., but get on the wait list so you're the first to know. We won't take more than 100, 125 people max because we love the community. We love the small, intimate feel that you get when you don't have thousands of people that are kind of herded in. You can really nurture to a different level. And our goal is always to make sure that no one gets left behind, that that does take everyone showing up and doing their part. That's another story, though. That's another podcast. But I hope that this week really inspired you with all the different stories. I want to shout out again all of the ladies who participated. Thank you to Evelyn, to Lacey, to Megan Gurpreet and Dr. Vernell. I could not be more proud of you. And to all of the women that you five represent in this cohort of Purpose to Platform, thank you for trusting us. 
Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your journey. And thank you for just saying yes, not just to being a part of Purpose to Platform, but to your purpose in general. So incredibly proud of you. And I'm always on the sidelines, rooting for you, cheering for you and praying for you. So to all the entrepreneurs out there, no matter what you're feeling right now, you are not alone. You don't have to be alone. And I hope that you heard yourself in one of these stories and you remember what's possible for you. All right. So until next time, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.